Oh, we warmed up. Yeah. Uh, I think the pre-show is going to be better than anything we do for the next hour, but <laughs> I mean, this will be awesome. Levels, levels, <laughs> levels, levels. Knock, knock. Dude, are, are you certain you want to burn your lone dad joke this early in the show? Oh, that's right. You put these rules in place, didn't you? I did. I did. And and we got some very positive feedback on this proposal. Wait, positive for who? Me and everyone else who listens. <laughs> Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Back to the standard open. Yes. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Feels feels better. Feels better. Definitely. I mean, it's true that they can't all be winners. We just don't say it every <laughs> week at the open. Because we try. But sometimes we, we're just not winners. So, yeah. Oh, good week last week. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. wasn't wasn't too bad. I noticed our 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 time starting to get back up. I I will say this: uh, the the whole the uh, trying to focus on on a bit shorter shows and only having one idiot each and everything. That was a. I had so much content. If if we were allowed unlimited idiots like we did, you know, five six weeks ago. Uh, today, sh- th- this show could probably go at least two and a half hours. So I, I really had to call it down. So, so you, you've got a rule on the joke. I, we got a rule on the idiots. I, I, this, this is probably going to be better. Right. Yeah. Did you know that there are no pronouns in the constitution? There was a what? tweet this week. There's a tweet this week. There are no pronouns in the constitution. It literally begins with We. <laughs> I don't know. I read that on the internet, so uh must be true. <laughs> it's not like we can go look it up or anything. No, right. Uh, uh feedback from toddler number one. Yeah. She she had some opinions on the Dwayne Guess a number theme. Yeah. Uh some of them the the first couple, she's like, nope. Nope. And then the last one played, she's like, Yeah, that's really good. Well, there and, you go. Uh, followed by, are you guys going to have licensing issues? Pretty sure we're not worried about that. <laughs> we've we've talked to our intellectual property lawyers at the uh, at the Educated Idiots, and they said we're good. So I think we should be fine. <laughs> uh, Lisa did also as we were listening to that. Uh, by the way, uh, she also has uh, when the rules committee gets formed, uh, but uh, she would like to be on on the rules subcommittee or whichever part of it. Uh, there was one very clear as that we were going through the songs. Uh, no Linda Rodstadt. Period. 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 Okay, does, is would she be okay with the Everly Brothers version? I don't want to ask, nor do I want to get that close to finding out. So I just okay. say we steer clear. <laughs> Poor, poor, pitiful Lisa. That's all I got to say. Sarah Judson Brown liked all of them, by contrast. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, let's see. Greg and Sherry. Sherry, we decided, well, we, I guess we learned, um, that Talking to Todd is a motivational podcast. Yes, because, because after, she, listening to, after listening and hearing that failure is always an option, what did Sherry go out and do? Sherry qualified for nationals. Woohoo! Yay! Good work, Sherry. And the only conclusion that we can draw is that she did so because she was listening to Talking to Todd before she raced, and Talking to Todd is a motivational podcast. Or that was stuck in her head and she just kept going faster and faster trying to get it out of her head so she didn't have to listen to that anymore. Either way, you know what? Motivation takes many kinds. <laughs> many forms, I guess. Many forms of motivation. Um, Greg also had the best joke of the week. Oh, this is good. This is, this is, I believe when he sent it to us, I actually sent back. I am, I am angry that he made that. This is, this goes back to the, the band has this joke. The yes. band <laughs> is exactly what I thought. So we were talking about, um, the horrible corporation, which is Lambo. And, and nobody how, knows what they do. Yeah. Nobody we knows we, what they do. We have no idea what they do, what business they're in. Right. And Greg's Greg said, um, their sole business is owning the bears. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, this is not going to turn out well for me. <laughs> and on top of that, their COO, which stands for chief owning officer is currently Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Doug Green Bay Packer fan from the educated idiots said that the Lambo corporation invests in championships. Now they only do it once every decade, <laughs> but the Hallis family had a chance to invest and they declined. So, you know, they have 1985 to cling to. So yeah, I, this, this joke did not work out well in my favor. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you have other feedback? No. Nope. Okay. How about um, um, actually? Do we have any um actuallys this week? Looks like you put one in. Did you know last week's episode, episode 125, was the Quasquicentennial edition? Bless you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I sneezed there. <laughs> Excuse me. My goodness. Uh, I was, I was not aware of that. So, um, yay, yay for us. Notice yeah. by the way, when you said, did we have any corrections? I looked at the show rundown and saw that word and said, Dwayne, you put this in. Pronounce that. <laughs> you didn't even try. <laughs> Step right up. Here you go. <laughs> Quasquicentennial. There you go. Um, in terms of follow-up, I have three items written down there. Okay. Um, this is going to take, uh, I will, I will send you some images to look at. I went to the Naperville website to look at the drains that were adopted. Who, who wouldn't. Right. To, to find out where they were and, you know, were they close to Greg and Sherry's house or were they a long way away? I mean, do they drive by them every day? So 
I found the website and I, and there's a map and you can search and find the drains. So here's, here's one of them. The official title is drain, not the rock Johnson. Excellent. And so all four of them are, here's the, here's the map. So there's, there's one, two, three, four of them on, on the north side of the road there on Turtle Creek, right? One, two, three, four on the, all on the north side of the road. Okay. The one that's highlighted there in blue. Yes. Do you know what that one is? Nickname on a southbound drain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether they did that one for you or not, but it seemed appropriate. (laughs) What, What I find interesting about this website, first of all, wow, Naperville has a lot of storm drains. Right. Um, and I mean, they have a full site adopt a drain. Like, wow, this is, this is a, this is a better website than most e-commerce retailers. <laughs> what I also find interesting though, is, is that once you find the drain, um, it'll tell you whether you can adopt it, but you are also allowed to submit a photo of your drain. Now, also it says report an issue with your drain. Now, the only thing I'm thinking is, so wait, once you adopt a drain, are you the only person who is allowed to both uh, submit a photo and or report an issue? Because you're only this this link says report an issue with your drain. So I'm not clear on how all of this works, but um, yeah. Is there a way to link your drains? Instagram and TikTok account to their site, or is that separate? Okay. There are no photos as of this, uh, as of this episode. So we're hoping that maybe that will be rectified that we can get some photos of our drains. Uh, maybe, maybe we actually do need a road trip. Yes. Hold on one more thing. Just realized. Oh, because I was going to say, if you want to go take pictures, you could drive to Chicago, catch a Cubs game, and write the whole thing off because it's for the podcast, which made me think, if there's another drain available, uh, a, a big drain that just, just Cubs rebuild, basically. Here, here, let me just throw money down this one. Yeah. Yep. Is, yep. That's what that is. You yes. could also go with Cubs hopes, Cubs fans <laughs> hopes. Just, <laughs> right down the drain anyway so so there was there was that um and lastly as i was listening yes and jesse was providing feedback on the lack of sponsorship recognition yes right and i I don't know if you were reading verbatim or whatever but you said as a fellow nonprofit, i can understand right you remember saying this Yes. As a fellow yeah. nonprofit, does he think talking to Todd is a nonprofit? I mean, it's true that we have no profit, but that's very different than actually being a nonprofit organization. No, we we have no profit. We're not a nonprofit. Those are distinct and separate things. 
technically speaking, after 125 episodes, we are we are triple we are triple figures away from being a no profit company. <laughs> yeah, there are multiple zeros behind how far in the hole we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we it. it it's not, it's not that we're at zero. We're, we, we have to look up to zero. So, um, so maybe we'll say effectively a nonprofit. <laughs> oh, do you have anything else under follow-up? Anything we needed to uh, clean up? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I've got an item for Todd's tech corner brought to you by the Taylor farms family foundation. I have a general idea of what this is. We should have probably ran this one past the foundation before we attach their name to it, but it's too late now. <laughs> they sponsor the segment. They have, as we have established, outside no agencies. No notes. <laughs> no notes. They do not control content, but they can influence format. So um, Amy sent an email. At her office. This is a professional email at her office. Why did you put professional in quotes, Dwayne? Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, they had been having Wi-Fi issues at the office. Okay. And there's been lots of interference with the Wi-Fi. And she writes... The way the Wi-Fi works is your MacBooks and other devices connect to Wi-Fi access points, WAP, WAP. And then she proceeds to use the abbreviation WAP. Following following AP style guide. You define it the first time and then on on second and subsequent references, um, you just use the acronym. 11. She used it 11 more times in the email. Um, we're going to upgrade the WAP in the lobby. We can consider replacing all the other WAPs in the suite. If you notice Wi-Fi issues, disconnect from the Wi-Fi so your MacBook reconnects to the closest WAP. As you, In an ideal world, your computer should move from WAP to WAP as you move through the office. Hilarity ensued on the Slack channel at her office because Amy is not familiar with the music of Cardi B. But everybody else in her office is. Yes, they are. And is probably more familiar with Cardi B's music than technology acronyms. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. Because you have to remember that Amy is uh, in the five oldest people in the building, in her office. And they have a staff of over 40, um, most of whom are not over 40. So they are very familiar with with Cardi B and Cardi's music, uh, including WAP. So for everybody that was reading the email, that was a completely different email. It was. Than what, than what was in Amy's head as she was writing it. I told him to get the new WAP ordered. (laughs) 
If that works, we can consider replacing all the other WAPs in the suite. There are apparently a ton of WAPs in the suite. Oh, my word. That's my wife. She can poke fun at herself with the best of them. Oh, she owned it. It was pretty funny. Yep. Would you have any suggestions uh, moving forward, Todd? Or is 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 wet ass pussy the best acronym to use in this situation? Jeez. <laughs> this is this is why you don't use acronyms. <laughs> sure, it saves you some space, but uh, yeah. And and to be honest. I think what's got to be really confusing to everybody is, okay, so we're we're replacing those. How's that going to affect the Wi-Fi in here? <laughs> that didn't seem right. Well, if they weren't so wet, maybe the Wi-Fi would connect better. Ah, uh, we've totally devolved. Oh, how, how do you put a how do you put a button on that? <laughs> Should we move on? We probably should have done that a few minutes ago. <laughs> Do you think it's time for America's favorite game? I think it is. That music means it's time for America's favorite game. Todd, what is it? Dwayne, guess a number. Okay, hit me. Okay. I'm gonna give you a little bit of setup in case because I'm just gonna I'm gonna in case you haven't seen this. If you've seen the story, then that's terrible because you're gonna get it. So um in June, Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Wander Franco was on a rehabilitation assignment. He was assigned to, I think, the Durham Bulls, actually, but they were playing in Jacksonville. He parked his SUV in the parking lot of a Jacksonville hotel while on a road trip in AAA baseball on a rehabilitation assignment. In the middle of the night, somebody broke into that SUV and stole the jewelry that he had. Once again, in his SUV in the parking lot of a Jacksonville hotel while on a road trip for AAA baseball. Dwayne, what is the what was the value, the combined value of the jewelry that was stolen from the SUV in the parking lot? Is this the value that he told the insurance company it was or the actual value of the merchandise? Well, the police did recover it. So I'm going with what the police wrote down. So I'm going to go with the official. Maybe let's just say what it's insured for. Let's just do that. What it's insured for, because that's what went on the police report. And he got it. I think he got most of it back via pawn shop, more or less. Um. Let's try $85,000. Oh, 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 okay. Let me give you a, let me give you another piece of information, by the way. Okay. That is not the number. When I say that it was an SUV, it was in the hotel parking lot. 
His SUV is a Rolls-Royce Cullinan? I don't know. Rolls-Royce apparently makes an SUV. That's what he was driving to. That's what he was driving. Oh my goodness. He was on a road trip in he was on a road trip in AAA baseball driving his own Rolls-Royce SUV. Anyway, if I told you that 85,000 isn't right and his SUV is a Rolls-Royce, would you like to take another number? Take a take a shot at another number. Um, let's try $875,000. You're get yeah, yeah. Okay, you shot over a little bit. Um, he okay. had 6 650 thousand dollars worth of jewelry stolen from his car parked in a hotel parking lot oh sweet lord now the good news is i'm gonna give you a bonus i got a bonus number for you here okay wander didn't just leave it out on the back seat of the rolls royce suv he didn't even just put it like in a box and like hide it under the seat. He bought a safe to keep his $650,000 worth of jewelry. He had it in a safe. The safe was in the car. How much money was the safe worth protecting the $650,000 worth of jewelry? I can buy one of those little lockable safes at Walmart for about $49. Okay. Let's go with $49. Wander paid 60 for his. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even bother bringing it in the hotel with him. So he's got a Rolls Royce. $650,000 worth of jewelry. And he thinks, you know what? I get one of those uh, century little lockbox things. That'll be good. Well, for $60, his probably opens on his thumbprint. Mm, mm. Or apparently a crowbar. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, good news. Uh, they caught the guy uh, who is also arrested for a number of other break-ins. And uh, I believe that he is getting most of his, most or all of his jewelry back. But anyway, um I'm just thinking it's a $60 safe in a Rolls Royce SUV. I bet there isn't a single, there isn't a single thing you could buy from Rolls Royce, including a key fob <laughs> that would be less than six. That safe is the cheapest thing in the entire car. <laughs> Protection of the safe in your Rolls Royce. Not sufficient. <laughs> oh, I think so. So I, I was a winner on the value of the safe. I was not a winner on anything else. Okay. No, no, so yeah. I was, I was, I was one for three, I guess. That still puts you in the hall of fame. It does. In baseball. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how about idiots? Favorite idiots this week? Because I know we had a bunch. That's the problem, is culling down the list yes. to which one is really worth mentioning here. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll start. And and Dwayne, what did I put in the rundown so that you didn't know what I was really referring to? 
can't believe we have to cover this yet again. Um, self-driving cars? Nope. Okay. No. <clears throat> At this point, I don't even want to talk about this, but I feel like we've we've covered this enough that I now have to keep giving updates. So we may have talked a couple of times about Brett Favre <laughs> took $1.1 million worth of money that was given from the federal government to the state of Mississippi to be used for welfare block grants specifically by federal law to be used for quote unquote needy families. He was given the money to apparently give speeches that he never gave. He eventually after some law enforcement was involved, gave the money back. The state would still like the accrued interest. Then things got weird because he apparently also was an investor in a pharmaceutical company with a professional wrestler that the state may have also given some welfare money to anyway. It turns out that those two things pale in comparison to what the New York Times is now reporting, because I think Brett might be in a bit of a bit of trouble. Oh, I have not seen this story. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. So the welfare department hired a lawyer, a former U.S. attorney, to start investigating where all of this money went. Hmm. The lawyer eventually, last, last week, sent a subpoena for records of money and communications to the Athletic Foundation at the University of Southern Mississippi, where Brett Favre played quarterback and where his daughter was on the volleyball team in 2017 and 2018. Within a week of him issuing a subpoena, he, the lawyer was fired by the welfare department. Seems odd. The welfare department hmm. said, oh yeah, it had nothing to do with the subpoena. We just figured that his contract was getting close and we probably need somebody else. And I, I don't know. Here's what the lawyer told the New York times. And here is what he's investigating. At one point, Allegedly, according to this lawyer investigating all this, Brett Favre promised the University of Southern Mississippi $5 million to help build a new volleyball complex. Again, Brett's daughter played volleyball there for two years. The complex was built, and there was a $5 million donation. However, it didn't come from Brett Favre. After Brett promised the money, allegedly, he spoke to the then-governor, and, the, and then eventually a $5 million payment from the same welfare fund that Brett got his $1.1 million for not speaking, the welfare money, and I keep using that term because that's what they use. That's literally how they refer to it in this. $5 million of welfare money was directed towards building a volleyball center at the University of Southern Mississippi. However... They were smart enough not to say to build a volleyball facility. They said it was to rent facilities at the university at which they never actually rented them. So the former U.S. attorney hired to investigate this is getting near the bottom of this. And it appears that Brett Favre and the former governor of Mississippi conspired to use $5 million of welfare money so that Brett could say that he helped build a facility, and as soon as the subpoenas went out, he was summarily dismissed. 
I will say this, the, uh, the ranking, uh, sorry, one of the, um, uh, the, I believe the, one of the U S representatives for the state of Mississippi happens to be, I believe the chairman of the house oversight committee. <laughs> Oops. Who has now sent a letter to the department of justice and AG, uh, Garland specifically asking that the department of justice look into specifically Brett Favre and the former governor's behavior. And by the way, according to the New York times, the FBI has already been investigating this for the last two years. So all this is alleged, none of it's proven, but idiots of the week nomination say Brett Favre. We're going to go with the former governor of Mississippi. Apparently the current governor of Mississippi who fired the lawyer who's investigating the former governor pretty much anybody involved in the state of Mississippi with the spending of welfare money. They're just trying to help out the the poor little Mississippi state volleyballers. They're, they're, they're needy. Ironically, according to the New York times article, which I then had to go read Mississippi has long, has long railed against money being given by the federal government to needy people in the state and was one of the reasons why the block grants went in so that the federal government wouldn't give money directly to people that they had to give it to the state. And according to this, Mississippi has put in a huge number of barriers for people to get money, so much so that almost 12,000 people qualify for the direct money out of this exact fund. And of the 12,000 people that qualify, 176 families have actually received money from the welfare fund. <laughs> Mostly because the money is being given to Brett Favre and Brett Favre's companies and his daughter's college. <sighs> Didn't wasn't Brent employed by the Lambo Corp for quite a while? He was employed yeah. by the Lambo Corp. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they've got a maybe they got a side business. Yeah. Anyway, there's my nominations for date of the week. And I would really like to never talk about this again. And yet I have a sneaking suspicion. In a couple of months, it's going to go from one million to five million to, I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear about Brett Favre and the hundred billion dollars? <laughs> anyway, who's your idiot for the week? So I don't know. I don't know if you saw this story out of the Guardian. Last week, there was an incident in Moscow where a seven-year-old boy was playing chess against a robot. I did. And the boy was playing too quickly. Yes. And I'm summarizing here, but the boy was playing too quickly and the robot got frustrated and reached out and grabbed the young gentleman's finger and snapped it. Yes. <laughs> and I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> the robots are taking over. You know, the We've we've been told that it's almost impossible for humans to beat computers at chess, right? When Deep Blue beat Kasparov, it was it was a sign that the computers were getting so intelligent that there was no way that they could calculate all the permutations and play the right moves and everything. What I didn't realize was, or if you start to beat them, they'll just beat you up. <laughs> Look, we, we can win with brains and we can win with brawn. Either way, we're beating you. Well, and so the thing is, the people who programmed the robot 
rushed to the robot's defense. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, this robot's already breaking fingers. What do you think he's going to do next? Oh, no, no. It's the boy's fault. <laughs> he was playing too quickly. <laughs> he violated the safety protocols. Sure he did. I was going to say, so what did the Tesla engineers say? <laughs> so I, I, idiots here, both the sentient robot as well as his or her or its programmers. I don't know what pronouns the robot identifies by. We can probably ask it soon and it'll tell us. <laughs> or not. I don't, I don't know. We really want to ask it. I, th- I think we just stay off of its radar. Like, I think that's. <laughs> Oh, what did you add here in travel stories? Okay. So last week you mentioned that you had to hurry and get the edit done because you were at quote unquote editing in a bar in Philadelphia. I was, and then they, they called your flight and you just, you closed up the laptop and you're like, Oh, I think I'm done. And then you got on the plane. I saw a tweet this week. That made me think of you, and I think I can solve this for you. So you don't have to rush once you board your plane. I am going to send you this tweet. And I think this gentleman has solved your problem. This is an actual picture taken on an actual United Airlines flight within the last week. His computer is in the picture for reference. It's a little hard to get the full sense of scale in the original photo, but for comparison. Oh, did you get the, did you get the photo? This is my, did a guy bring out an entire iMac and he's got it set up on the plane? (laughs) That is a 27 inch iMac. Oh, sweet Lord. Set up (laughs) on the tray (laughs) in economy (laughs) on a United flight plugged in to the ac power yes he did the person who took the picture has his work his third i'm assuming it's the 13 inch work laptop in the picture just a tiny little guy yeah yeah (laughs) um i'm gonna i'm gonna just to show you that the person was actually using it and send you the second one one of the most amazing nerd power moves I've ever seen. The dude on the flight next to me is straight up using an iMac for his in-flight computing needs. Oh my God. Okay, we are entering our final uh, phase toward landing. You're going to need to stow any. Yes, sir. That means you. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not going to fit in the seat back pocket. This is the guy. The reason the reason they now make the announcement about please don't put any laptops or other large electronics in the seat back pocket. This is the guy. This is why. <laughs> now, the one other bit of information that is a bit concerning is I actually heard about this and had to go find it. Not from my tech podcasts, but from my aviation geek podcast I listen to. This is the exit row. (laughs) In case of emergency, please follow all crew instructions and put the 27 inch iMac away. (laughs) Oh, very nice. Oh, is it time for what we're watching? Sure. Yes. Yeah. 
So Amy got me started watching something on Netflix called What If. Uh, it's a mini series with Renee Zellweger and others. The girl from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is okay. in it, among other people. Uh, it is, do you remember Indecent Proposal? Robert Redford, Demi Moore. Remember the premise? Yep. Yep. Well, so did they because they made it into a 10 part miniseries. <laughs> wow. Yep. And in the first episode, they make a crack about this. This is starting to sound like a bad 90s movie. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> so I so I watched that this week. Um, and then after you, um, you and I talked about how there's going to be a new celebrity RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Amy purchased on Amazon Prime the first season of secret celebrity drag race so that we could watch it to find out what all the fuss was about. Okay. Four episodes, three celebrities each, and they take these celebrities and they help them find themselves in drag. I realized that I have been, what did you learn this week? This is not what I learned this week, but what I learned this week is I've been watching way too much RuPaul's drag race. (laughs) Because Trinity the Tuck is one of the um, mentors, because each yeah. celebrity has a mentor. Trinity comes out, and I'm like, oh, hey, old nose. Damn it. <laughs> I used to watch sports. I did. I watched so much sports. <laughs> I blame COVID, because there was no sports, and we had to find something. And I got this, but as we established in the pre-show, it's just a show. It's not a competition. Absolutely. (laughs) How about you? What'd you watch this week? So, uh, season two of only murders in the building has come out with, uh, Steve Martin and, uh, Martin short and Selena Gomez. I believe. Yes. So I had watched season one. I saw that season two came out. Lisa had watched the first two or three episodes of the first one and then was kind of fell asleep at some point. Didn't really want to watch it. So I said, Hey, season two's out. She goes, Oh, I was thinking about rewatching season one or not. She was going to watch season one. And I said, Oh, okay, well then we can watch together. So we're now going back and watching. I'm rewatching and she's watching season one of only murders in the building uh, to get up to. Um, so that we can watch the second season together. Uh, at one point, Lisa's comment was, Hey, I didn't know sting was in this. <laughs> at which point I had to say that was the episode you slept through. Oh, Oh yeah. That's probably about right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so we're catching up with that and this one, we're not done, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I, we've got some stuff that we're watching, so I'm, I'm going to break my my rule about talking about things until after we're done. Start, we started watching The Bear on FX on Hulu or Hulu FX or anyway, I don't know. Is this a is this about Brian Urlacher? It is not. No, oh. no. Oh, this is the one about um, Dick Buckus. No, no, no. Um, this, this is the George Hallis story. 
No. It takes place in Chicago. Let's start okay. there. It does okay. take place in Chicago. It is a 30-minute show that is listed as a comedy. Okay. I mean, yeah. It is um premise is and I'm trying not to give much of this away. It's it's incredibly highly rated by critics, IMDb, etc. It's very interesting. I haven't really seen a show quite like this. Um, a, a a guy who is a top flight chef in the U.S. has to come back home and take over the family uh, the family diner in Chicago after tragedy befalls the family, and he is trying to bring his sensibilities as a top flight chef to a long time family diner in Chicago and things happen. Scripted or unscripted television? No, this is, this is absolutely, it's script. It's totally scripted. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So this is, I mean, this is, this is scripted. So it's very, again, I, I can't even tell you. Yeah. So apparently is RuPaul's Drag Race. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> At least parts of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I would say is in the way that in the way that Sports Night at its time didn't really fit a genre. It's 30 mm-hmm. minutes and it's comedy, but it's also drama. And it like, it was really, even with everything else that's out there on TV, I, this has its own place. It's, it's so far we've watched the first couple of episodes. It's quite good. I think we'll keep watching it. So, uh, again, pretty much every podcast I listened to, people were like, you got to watch the bear. You got to watch the bear. And people, people were like, ah, and sound. And then, then like two, two weeks later, ah, it's pretty good. So, uh, pretty okay. highly rated. So, anyway, that's on, fx on hulu or however they brand it now so there you go cool good tip this week you want me to start sure because i know i'm going to be pretty quick last week if you remember last week i talked about how you don't tempt fate yes because i thought i had a bad morning and then i posted on facebook about how my day was going to get better and then it didn't yes and then i came on the podcast and I talked about it. Yes. Even when we were recording, I wasn't feeling all that well. Mm. By the time the evening had ended, I had full blown food poisoning. Oof. Oof. I, That's I, not good. I, I tempted fate and then re tempted it, and karma. <laughs> Karma nearly killed me this week. Dwayne, here's the trick on that. You've got to get the internal temperature of karma up to 155 degrees for at least 17 minutes, or that can happen. (laughs) These cowboy karma grillers, apparently, (laughs) is what those are. Oh, Oh. my word. Now I really... Okay, wait. I'm I'm putting... the fire alarms were set by people burning things in the breakfast bar area of your hotel. Yes. They weren't burning. They were just trying to make the food safe. <laughs> that wasn't where I got the food poisoning. 
<laughs> oh boy, did I learn my lesson. Do not talk about how much better your day is going to get ever on in any medium at all. Don't. It's got to get better from here. Just don't do it. I learned my lesson. Hopefully. How about you? I'll just as a quick follow up uh, being a seasoned IT professional um I have learned I've learned multiple times and this is a piece of information I share with everybody that I work with especially in information technology um that falls into this one of my phrases is um hubris will be punished Yeah Oh so. was it ever it took me um, a good three days to recover. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, how about you? How's your week? Did you learn anything? Yeah. So averages, averages can be absolutely accurate and a complete lie at the exact same time. So up until three days ago, the undisclosed location had not received any precipitation for 93 days. Which was, oh. which was in the top five of the longest time without between precipitation events. Um, two nights ago, uh, it rained pretty good. Last night, it rained really good. It is currently raining as I speak. I saw a thing today because... Again, when it came out, hey, we haven't had precipitation in 93 days. And then I saw a thing that came out today that said, after these three days of rain, 93 days of no rain, three days of rain, we're back to our average of precipitation once a month. Yes, but that's not, that that's doesn't mean not. anything. <laughs> three months, no rain. And now we have flash flood warnings everywhere because there's no place for three days for the water to go don't worry it all averages out nope nope it doesn't it no. does not average out no. this doesn't solve any problems oh so there you go more proof that math is hard <laughs> <laughs> Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking on the number two, no Geno space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can check out our page on Facebook. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. You can check out our drains in Naperville. And I encourage you to do that. I'll post a link to it as well so you can find our drains. Take pictures of them with you and your friends. Selfies. Uh, thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, 3187, Tyler 3187. I abbreviated Taylor Farms Family Foundation as TFFF. And went, it doesn't help. I wonder what. Oh, that's the Taylor Farms Family Foundation. Okay, there it is. Uh, and DJ to go Cedar Valley, your five-star DJ in the Cedar Valley. And you can, as always, send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com, even though no one does that. Todd? So 
was doing a quick look here. By the way, what if has a solid 42% on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, are you sure it's not on uh, Peacock? But <laughs> No, because if it was, you couldn't tell what its rating was. <laughs> Good point. I, I was thinking it's 10 episodes. So I went back and looked and the uh, indecent proposal from 1993 was a running time of 118 minutes. And they looked at that and went, you know what? We can make that five times longer. However, I did go back and I've, I've realized why they wanted to do this because I don't know if you realize this, but indecent proposal is an award winning film. They won an MTV, a, a prestigious MTV movie award for best kiss between Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson. They also won. I don't even know what this is. They won something called yoga awards for worst foreign film. I guess that would be anywhere outside the U S and they also won multiple golden raspberry awards. (laughs) Worst picture one worst director nominated worst actor Redford nominated worst actress Demi Moore nominated worst supporting actor Woody one worst screenplay one worst original song nominated. So when you add up all the awards, I mean, no wonder why somebody would take a look at that and go, we got to We got to We got a gold mine here, Jerry. It's gold. Let's let's we got to bring this back for a new generation. Or this was so bad. Surely, surely the problem with it was it was too short. This could have been a fantastic story if we only expanded it by five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. You know the thing that got the worst screenplay? What if we had more of that? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's what we're watching. It's not what we're recommending. I don't know how it hit my feed, but Netflix thought I needed to watch it. So who am I to argue with Netflix? And let's be honest, you did. So welcome to the robot overlords. <laughs> Oh, sometimes they break your finger and sometimes they make you watch. What if, (laughs) what if we didn't watch this? Nope. Sorry. Not a choice. Oh, on that note, we'll be back at you next week. Right here. Talking to Todd.